heads of studios in Dublin. Welcome to Mother Booklore, a podcast of words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I'm Dara Crochet. I'm Geraldine McAvoy. And we're very, we have a very special guest today. Grania Ní Vullinur. Grania Ní Vullinur, thank you so much for joining us. Fáil Sjeach. Kettle's on. Well, no, we don't have a kettle in here, sorry. You know Americans don't have kettles. Yeah, when I lived in the States, I had to go buy one of those tea kettles that sang at you. And then, you know, the little ones that you put on the hob and you, you put it on. It's just a normal little, little pot. And it a just primitive people. screams at you when it's ready. Those ones? Yeah. Yeah, we just had one of those. Oh, OK. Sorry. So that's why you were looking at me weird. I thought I was trying to explain <laughs> the concept of it for you. Okay. Anyway, Gwanya, we're sure. absolutely delighted to have you on. As, as someone who's written two books, I am especially interested in A Shop Lauer. It is my favourite bookshop in Dublin. And I say that unreservedly. Oh, it is reservedly though, because you said in Dublin. And well, not just ever. Look. Well, there's no world outside of Dublin for a big Jackie like Derek. Like. <laughs> I I lived in Wicklow Town for over Wicklow a year. Town? How did you survive? And, <laughs> Br- and Bridge Street Books is a wonderful bookshop. I do like, you know, obviously um, there's Charlie Burns in Galway. There's no alibi in Belfast. There's some great bookshops in Ireland, and that's why it's so great that Unshuppelauer is the best bookshop on these two islands. <laughs> Specifically for Irish language books. Okay, I'll do the reservation <laughs> for you in that case. Um, also, shout out to O'Mahony's in Limerick, who are fantastic. Oh, yes, they certainly are. About a year or so ago, Kathleen McKeever, your, your predecessor mm. in Unshuppelauer, did join us on the studio to talk about Unshuppelauer on Harcourt Street, just up the road from Gapperface Jacks, and all the crack that happens there. And now that Kathleen, who's just recently been published in, in, calling, a, cards. in calling Cards, a wonderful collection of, uh, um, of, of Irish language poetry side by side with translations, along with some great stuff. Yeah, Kathleen's so talented. I, I'd recommend everyone get that book. Um, while she's doing that, you are, you are, you've stepped into her um, into her, her Manolo Blanix. Yeah, I've had a tough act to follow. Um, Kathleen set some really great groundwork there. And honestly, without her, my job wouldn't be possible. Um, it was a pity that she had to, to, to move on. Um, but I'm there now and just trying to keep keep the shop going and keep kind of moving forwards. Um, so a large part of that was working on a new website, which we launched um, just recently. Um, and that took up fair bit of brain space but it's looking lovely do so have an hour look this is on shuppelauer.com so shuppelauer.com is our new domain it would have Isn't a couple of we have a lot of international listeners who are always looking for Irish language books Irish language and buy books and <laughs> yeah so we, we uh, shuppelauer.com is our website and we sell internationally people don't uh, tend to, to realise that we do ship Everywhere, um, which is partly why we have the dot com, because it shows a little bit more clearly that, you know, this is international. You can contact us from anywhere, uh, whether that's you want to buy books or if you want recommendations um, or just information about what's available. We we do all that sort of stuff. Just from a practical level, if because a lot of our, our listeners are learners and they might not be confident enough to navigate a website. Mm. At the minute, do you have an Asperla option as well? Yes. Okay, so fantastic. if you go to shuppelauer.com, it does come up automatically in Irish first, but up the top right hand corner, there is a wee button to change the language. Brilliant. Because, you know, you might be confident enough to use it, but when you're putting in your credit card details, you just want to make sure. You do want to you know. know. So for yeah. some of our listeners who might be nervous, maybe it's a good idea to, to switch it over if you're a little bit nervous. Not that I would suggest this Shuppelauer would try and do you in any way, because I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> just that you're not no buying, you're, you're not buying like six of the one book. You're 
trying to show everybody one. You know? This is the funny thing: people are afraid to use the ATM in Irish because, like, you know, twenty euros <laughs> is 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 the, the, like two zero. They're they're the, they're the same. I once used an ATM, the screen of which was broken just oh. by muscle memory alone. Oh wow, so that's impressive. I think you can do it in Irish. I don't think I'd be brave enough to do. It. I mean, I, I do it in Irish all the time when the, the options are still there. Um, but uh, I don't think I'd be brave enough to do it. With a broken screen, broken that's screen. some hardcore stuff. <laughs> Just shows I only ever take out the smallest <laughs> denomination available. <laughs> so before the bookshop, we are, we are going to get back into to talk about the range of books that's currently out in, in, around 2019 and what's been published recently. But before we do, I want to just talk about what led you to the book. Don't but your previous role was in Kush Liffa. Yeah. Um, so right after um, I finished my master's in UCD, um, actually during it, I got to do work experience with Kushliffa, uh, an Irish language publisher based in Dublin. Um, I got to do work experience with them. And then following my master's, they had an opening um, and I started to work there and I worked there for two years. Um, and Kushliffa was founded um, in the mid 90s to publish Irish language books of a high standard. That was kind of the, the baseline um, of mm-hmm. the of the Bunracht or the constitution of the company was to just to create at high standards across the board. Uh, and they've done so. Uh, and then in uh, in last year, in 2018, July, uh, the company released a statement to say that the company would be closing, uh, ceasing trading at the end of 2019 this year, um, which came as quite a shock to the Irish language uh, community uh, obviously didn't come as a shock to me because I was working there and I got <laughs> told a little bit in advance Yeah. Um, but from that side I saw the reaction to it and it was kind of dumbfounded we weren't we weren't honestly weren't expecting the reaction that it got we thought it was going to be a drop in the ocean mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't and, and people kind of took it to heart a, a lot more than we realised because at the end of it it was a business decision uh, to close and it wasn't we weren't trying to be harbingers of doom <laughs> it just it was time and it is time so you know they're, at the moment uh, I left in November and they're in the process of publishing their last books this is because I know I do know sometimes when things happen in, in the Irish language there can be a sense of um, there's a sense of peril sometimes in when, when something related to the Irish language uh, closes or, 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 or behaves differently mm. and the idea is that that maybe the benefit of the doubt that this is just a normal kind of decision, and, and in terms of people moving on with their lives or doing different things, isn't given credit. And this is a, it's a, that the idea is this is another kind of a nail in a coffin. Yeah, is often is almost always the way it's presented. Yeah, and people jumping in, being like, oh, "What can we do to save it?" And you know, you know what's needed. Obviously, the sales have tanked, but that wasn't the case mm. at all. It was just a decision made by directors of a company to move on. Good and enough. surely then the the reaction though is heartening in a sense that people still care about because maybe there was an assumption in the Irish language community that people had stopped caring about Irish language publications and then suddenly it had rejuvenated their interest or some people's interest at least that maybe had sort of forgotten to buy an Irish book every now and then that they thought my god I should buy an Irish language book because look what's happening even though as you said it was just a business decision absolutely yeah it the community kind of rallied um, there was way more conversation started around it um, so Derek handed me the reins of the Mother Folklore account for a week uh, and the reaction to that was phenomenal uh, and I was coming from a place of abject ignorance at that point um, about kind of public opinion outside of just like daily Irish language speakers um, there's a huge upturn in public opinion about the language 
uh, in Ireland. Uh, and that is is very much visible, particularly in my new role in Anjopalera. I see that a lot more. Uh, there's so many people interested in Irish language literature, in the language, in learning it, um, and kind of coming around to that. And there was an upsurge in interest in, you know, okay, let's talk about what we can do to support uh, these publishers. What can we do to actually show these writers support um, and our interest? And, and, and that comes back to uh, either go and do a library and, and, and getting books out, which shows the library system that you there's a thirst for it. Um, and as well, the, the public library system in Ireland now has an interlibrary loan system where if it, if, if that copy exists mm. in any library in Ireland, you can get it. Um, but your librarians aren't going to know necessarily that you're interested in that, that sort of thing. And that's the same with bookshops. As an author, as a published author, I want to say a few words in defense of libraries. I'd rather you borrow, borrowed my book from the library than from your mate. Because one of the weird paradoxes in the book world is you're less likely to give a book back to your friend if you don't finish it. Yes. It's this yeah. weird, perverse thing. If you said, you don't go up, to, if I don't go to Guardian and say, listen, this uh, your Johnny Logan biography wasn't really feeling it after seven <laughs> pages, here you go. More likely you'll ask me, how are you getting on with it? I'll say, oh, it's really good. It's really good. Just kind of feeling it at the moment, you know, just uh, a <laughs> lot of stuff going on. I'll get it back to you sometime, but chances are you'll never get your Johnny Logan autobiography yeah. back. I've been burned. I'm still, I still don't have my Hound of the Baskerville book that I gave away to a friend in secondary school uh, it wasn't you it wasn't me <laughs> no you would have given me back my book <laughs> I'll always I'll always remember the uh, when uh, when um, when David Gray's album White Ladder broke through it was a huge success in Ireland and then before yeah, he, he'd been dropped by his label he released an album in Ireland only it did really well and then it was reviewed by Rolling Stone in America and it was when the review line said White Ladder is the kind of album you lend to your friend and never get back Oh, I don't um, know if that's a compliment. No, it, 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 was, it was intended as a compliment. Oh, okay. It was just saying this is a great thing. This is, you okay. know, the, the, kind of the lost text. And um, But it was just saying, I think when, when you do borrow from a library and people see it, it generates buzz, there's a, there's a controlled amount of time. But when we all know, we all have books currently now that we haven't, that we'll never finish that we borrowed from a friend who wants them back. And we're, there's a weird awkwardness by giving them back. Okay, I sorry, I hold up my hands. I do not have a book that I borrowed from a friend you that do. I didn't give. I absolutely don't because I since the Hound of the Baskerville, I have not given a book to ah. a friend, nor do I take one because yeah. I'm still upset about it. You learned your lesson. I did. And now books are mine. <laughs> no one is having my books. <laughs> I get customers come in quite often and say, do you know what? I had this book and it was brilliant. Do you have it? Because I gave it away and it's never coming back. <laughs> yeah. Because then you have to admit to your friend, I didn't read it. Or worse, I read it and I didn't like it. No, that's, that's I, heartbreaking. I had a man come in recently who just lost it. Oh, okay. It was a really rare book. Oh, God. And he had it oh. loaned to him and it was, he lost it. Yeah. Oh, no. Did you get it for him? Did you get the book back? I do not have those superpowers. Oh, I was going to say, it would have been a great advertisement for your skills, Grania. I'm very good at finding things, uh, but not something that was published in 1914. Oh, this okay. is the thing because yeah, yeah. I'm I've been looking for a copy of Ungeal, the Irish language version of the the, the original host of uh, Brendan Behan's The Hostage, mm. for a long time. It's very hard to find, and I presume it's 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 because plays tend to go out of print much quicker than yeah. Than Indeed, novels. it was published by the Gallery Press in a book called uh, Poems and a Play in Irish. Ooh. <laughs> Just... Good luck getting it. <laughs> I like the names of that. The name of that. It's 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 the mm. Ron Seal name of. It's exactly what it says in the tin. Poems and, Poems a, play. and a play in Irish. <laughs> and if you have a copy of that, um, Dark's willing DM to pay good money for it. Apparently. <laughs> Reasonable money. Okay, money. DM, Might I'll not pay for it. DM me. <laughs> we'll talk. Willing to trade his son? No. no. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> 
Okay. So, um, Kushlifa, before Kushlifa is still, is still one, is, is in the process of publishing his final books. Yeah. So, uh, interestingly, when, when it was announced, a lot of people said, oh, it's closed now, uh, which was very much not the case. It's, it is still, still working. Uh, we'll be trading until about November of 2019 uh, and still is publishing books. Uh, so he's recently published a, a couple uh, and has a couple more to go. Uh, and there's a special motherfucker interest in two of these. Yes. Um, because of motherfucker, while I was working there, I was uh, on the lookout for uh, an illustrator for a project that we were working on. Um, and I got in touch with Kirsten Shield um, mm. and had the most amazing work process um, of putting together a book by Onany Glynn uh, called Buscadon, which is a book for... Uh, younger readers, kind of eight plus, um, about a young girl who, uh, whose parents have bought a furniture item from an unnamed furniture giant, uh, <laughs> who are putting it together, and she just kind of she asks them, "Can she have the box?" And she goes and makes a toy, uh, well, a, a robot from the cardboard box, and Buscadon is uh, Bus- Buscadon is the cardboard robot. Yeah, exactly. So we kind of we came to Kirsten with this character idea, but we said, "Look, we don't actually want you to create the character. We want the reader." To be able to create it in their mind. Mm, that's nice. So we need to create around mm-hmm. it as much as possible. So that the, the um, I ended up super happy with the results, obviously, because I was involved. But Kirsten was fantastic, and it's it's so she's illustrated illustrations for the interior of the book as well as the cover illustration, which is very very strong. I have it on my shelf in a couple hour now, and it really stands out. It's gorgeous. That's such a lovely idea to to work around that because I remember being a kid and just being so disappointed when like a book I loved became a film or like there was an illustration and I'd be like oh it was better in my head like the the, yeah. per- the person or the character or the the creature that you were imagining in your head at that age yeah. is so much better than whatever somebody can create exactly Harry Potter did us all dirty <sighs> listen Dobby I'll never get over that like <laughs> it was way better in my head <laughs> where were the ghosts listen so many problems, um, <laughs> but yeah. So with 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 both good on the, the a large premise of the story is that it is about creativity and uh, mm. creativity for kids, and we just we, we were looking at it going, look, we could create this, but nothing is ever going to be as good as whatever a child can actually yeah. come up with reading this. That's so lovely. So yeah, that's how it kind of started working with Kirsten for that, and then as I was finishing up, we had a manuscript in of uh, the first Irish language free verse novel for teenagers in Irish um, Nonin by Myra Zepp um, and Nonin is the Irish word for Daisy the main character of the book uh, her, her name is Nonin and we kind of went look it would be ridiculous if there is not some <laughs> form of Daisy <laughs> included in this uh, so we went to Kirsten I was there at the very beginning of this and we kind of had a brief put out it was very vague sorry Kirsten um <laughs> There was something including daisies. Uh, it was a bit more detailed than that, but she, please look up that cover as well. She's done a fantastic job. If you can get your hands on the book as well, it is one of the nicest produced books. Um, and it's it's a really special one for me. Mm-hmm. I read it as a man, and in, in its manuscript form, I only read the first half of the book and I was floored. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm re- it has really excited me for the future of teen fiction in Irish. I think it's, it's phenomenal. Um, or as if has done a great job. It's about um, this teen girl who meets who meets a guy online who's presumably in a school down the road from her. Um, goes out to meet him, does not come back, and then the second half of the story is her friend, her best friend, um, his take on on what happened and her side of it. Wow, mm. yeah. sounds amazing! It sounds is fantastic. class. It's only a tenner. 
And I, I've seen the cover for it. It is beautiful. Like, yeah, the, the, it is so beautiful. It is gorgeous. So I'm so proud of Kristen. <laughs> like, I know. I mean, but I'm proud of her all the time. But like, particularly <laughs> for this, like, but it's just so fab. And that sounds amazing. Like, yeah. 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 And do you have it for sale? In we do have it for sale in Entrepreneur. It's book of the month for, for May. Uh, so come in, ask me about it. Uh, Morizep also did a really great article for writing.ie about her process behind it. Because it's a darker book than what she, she does picture books usually for children. So. Probably a Morizep font. Cool. Uh, yeah, so those are, those are those happen to be two of the last books that, that Koshliffa has published um, as, as kind of two uh, very strong titles in 2019. And so, the, and then obviously in the Intrapolary you can see what's, what people are coming in and what people are asking about and what people are pointing at and what people are, are picking up, putting down or walking away from in, yeah. in disgust. <laughs> I was in Intrapolary last week and uh, there was a German lady in there <laughs> And if she listens, listen, let's get her on the show. Her name is Petra. Petra, please, girl, get on the show because she explained Shavaha and Uru to me. And I was like, yeah, I started saying something. She was like, no, you are incorrect. And I was. (laughs) (laughs) She was the most, I I like, I was a brief window into this woman's life for like two minutes. And I was like, that's the most interesting person I've ever seen in my life. And then she just left into the sun. It was amazing. And I can just imagine that's a window into the characters that you get into on Chupalera. 100%. I meet the most interesting people from all walks of life. It is fascinating. Petra was amazing. Um, was like her story was great. She was there for 20 minutes before you turned up and <laughs> she was telling me everything. And I'm like, I love it. Um, I get that a lot. And and a big part of what we do in Unshuffle is we provide a space for someone to come in and uh, use their cup of focal, uh, have a whole conversation in Irish with us if they want, or ask any sorts of questions about Irish. Um, please, if you're going to ask me how to translate something for a tattoo, I might charge you. <laughs> yeah. Also, don't do that. Please don't. Like <laughs> On your head, be it. I mean, don't get a tattoo on your head. Yeah, no, in Irish. that's no. Don't Especially do if you haven't no. gotten a check. On your head, be it. So. Yeah, no, not on your head. Nowhere on your body. Don't do that. Um, yeah, no, we get some amazing characters in. Um, and that's between, like, I, our regulars are amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think people would be really surprised as to the, the breadth of customers that we get. Uh, people kind of assume that, you know, we, we only serve, you know, daily Irish language speakers. Um, and that's not true. We, we, we have uh, people from, from all sorts coming into us. I want to talk to you about a certain talking bear. Oh, dear. Yes. Yes. He's brilliant. He is brilliant. The company's gone out of business. Ah, f- We used to have them. <laughs> We've got like 10 left. We might not even have any left by the time this oh, podcast no. goes out. Serena loves her, her uh, bear Gaelic. So, I, again, I had this conversation with you just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I I was in on Chapelair for something else and I, I like I saw the bear there and I was like, God, I thought that was gone out of business. Do you remember it was on the Late Night Toy Show and mm-hmm. everything and it was amazing? And I was like, is it weird if I buy one? Like <laughs> I've no kids and I don't intend on having kids anytime soon. Don't know if ever. But just in case, I'd love to have one. And we were having a discussion whether it was weird and that we can kind of concluded that maybe I shouldn't tell my other half that I bought it, like, but just keep it away in a cupboard. Is this like, like the, the in Friends when she books a wedding date? Yeah, that's yeah. what I felt a little bit like Monica. But then I was like, but also like, it's not like Monica because you can't get that bear. You can get the plaza in June eventually, Monica, whereas I can't get that bear again. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, maybe I can like fob him on eBay eventually or I don't know. Maybe I'll just keep him for like my non-existent children. I think we, we I, uh, well, my argument for it was, yeah, buy it from me. Yeah, obviously. that was your argument. <laughs> <laughs> 
So basically, it, it's 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 a bear, and he has the bear, he or she or it or not gonna, are you not going to gender the bear? The bear, the bear, the bear they. they, they, the the bear has a number of points on their body where you would with little colored and numbers where and, you and can, shapes and shapes, and you can and the the bear will tell you what the color is, the number is, or the shape is, depending on how you press the bear. Indeed. And he's very she it. Von Bear. The bear, bear. the bear is extremely cute. Like it's not like like it's a very objectively cute bear. Like you would buy it like not just because it's an Irish language bear, but because it's very cute. And then like everything in this world, a hundred times better because it speaks Irish. Like it's an amazing little bear. Actually, a very moot point because yeah, the company's not trading anymore. Yeah, we have I know. the last bears. <laughs> well, so. you can still Waterford Crystal stuff went up in value after Waterford Crystal tanked. So there you true, have it. True. Can you still buy Waterford Crystal though? You can. You it's can buy it second hand. Yeah, so I works. bought it in Ireland last year. I'm pretty I, I, sure I think, they're still selling some stuff. Oh, I think it's it's but it's like they the brand. It's not it's not Waterford Crystal, Waterford yeah, Crystal. It's not from Waterford. It's the only you can get these Harley Davidsons that aren't made in America. <laughs> I don't care. Well, <laughs> I don't care about don't bikes care or crystal. Either. This is this is you, you know, I okay. care about the bear. I care about the books. <laughs> okay. Yes. There's there's been the Irish language publication scene is hopping at the moment. It is hopping. And, it's been hopping for a couple of years. And you see this, you see this firsthand. Yeah, I do. Um, the one of the most amazing things to see is when a customer, well, well, anyone really comes into the shop, and there's this moment of, oh, this shop is about three times as big as I thought it was going to be, and it's full of books. What? <laughs> yeah. And it just. It is an amazing moment where people do realize that the breadth and um, just sheer happiness of the amount of, of materials that are available in Irish, um, with just it's just growing. It's it's naturally growing. Um, a brief caveat that you know books in the Irish language do tend to go out of print that bit sooner, and uh, just because the market is so much smaller. Um, but I mean, Irish language publishers and kind of the larger English language publishers who might publish in Irish are consistently publishing high quality materials in Irish um, with, uh, as I mentioned earlier, kind of growing interest in teen fiction, which has been a bit of a gap for a number of years, um, mm-hmm. but is growing now and kind of young teen into young adult finally growing. And I, I personally hope to see a lot more growth in that area. Um, from here on out and, and the publishers have suggested that they are working on some things behind the scenes um, but yeah there is a fantastic range of stuff available um, between I, I know when Kathleen was on before um, you were talking about translations that are available into Irish uh, more have since popped up um, so um, the there's three books in the Dirty Bertie series for kind of eight plus um, Ooh, Dirty Bertie Dirty Bertie um, I love that that has a different meaning depending on the generation that you belong to. Mm. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> Bertie Brookock <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, uh, uh, they're just brilliantly translated. Um, the fourth book in the Wimpy Kid series has just been translated. So that's uh, Deal and Duradon, Laddie Nileshke. Um These Laddie, translations are great. Laddie Nileshke, <laughs> yeah. w- Wimpy Kid. No, no, no. Deal and Duradon. Deal and Duradon. Is Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah. Oh, Deal. Oh, deal. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, and then there's actually just been a republication of um, Peter Pan, Tierna Doe. Oh, uh, so Ungoom have just published that, and it's a really nice edition. Because Porik on Fierish was on on Pierseach was obsessed with Peter Pan, mm. I'm obsessed and with Peter Pan. particularly the the last line 
being to die would be an awfully big adventure was something he had written in his diary before 1916 kicked off. That's very cute. Oh. <laughs> so the blood sacrifice was... It's t- Tinkerbell somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Clap your hands. They'll yeah. all come back. <laughs> dark yeah. turn. Dark yeah, that turn. Anyway, dark turn, yeah. we're also short, very shortly expecting um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie, <gasps> wow. August Monarch and the Chocolate and Matilda translations. Ooh. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I know. Listen. Both of these are going to be published by Laura Brack. If you're going to publish Translate Matilda, you got to translate Carrie. Carrie is in the Carrie. Stephen King book? Yeah. The, it's Matilda for teenagers, kind of like for later teens. Why do you keep doing this? Huh. I'm going to go with no. Yeah. Okay. I'm on your side. You can do it. I'm not. They're the same. They're, <laughs> they're the same not. basic story. I mean, look, I'd sell it. Okay. <laughs> so, translating Matilda into Irish. Tell us about this. Who's who's got their uh, stick into this? I know a little bit more about the the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory one because I actually got to hear an excerpt from it at um, Antirachtas last uh, last November. Oh, so they at the Arachtas every year. Uh, many publishers will actually launch books at that. Um, so mm-hmm. for any of you who don't know, Antirachtas is a yearly festival for Irish language, culture, uh, dancing, songs, um, crack. Anal- Crack, Kjol, Kolluder. And uh, many publishers will have little showcases of what's kind of in the works. Um. Uh, They might publish a couple of books at at the same time, launch them. Uh, And Lauer Brack launched um, Trumagov, Hans Trumagov. But they also did um, a reading from the translator, and I'm so sorry, I don't remember her name, but the translator who has done Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and it is amazing. Oh, I love that. It's such a good translation. There's uh, the Twits, uh, Danny Champion of the World and uh, the Witches are already available in Irish, um, all published by Lara Brack and the translations are phenomenal. I love Roald Dahl as a kid. Yeah. Still love Roald Dahl. Have genuinely, Nagamal is the Twits in ah. Irish and it is just such a good translation. They're done so naturally. It's they're just beautiful. They're really well done. And they're, they're for kids, but I, I'm constantly recommending them to adults who come into me look, going, look, I want to start reading again, but I'm not going to read Cranachilla. I can't. Yeah. And I got them on that. You know, Cranachilla is pretty difficult if you're just kind of coming back to it. So I go, look, there's lots of things that have been translated. There are materials for um, kids, which the reading age is, you know, might be younger, but reading age is so relative and yeah. also a myth. Yeah. And it's, I mean, like you said, Roald Dahl is amazing. Like the English in Roald Dahl was something that I loved as a child. It was yeah. so poetic nearly and fun. And to be able to translate that, and I don't exactly. just mean like translate from English to Irish, but to actually to translate that concept as well, like that beautiful. Indeed. And bring the the, the fun yeah. of it yeah. as well along. And they they it, they do. Um, they've been fantastic. And then another publisher, the, the publisher who has been doing um the deal in Duradon, Diary of the Kid, Fotofata is the name of the publishers. Oh, yeah. And um, they've also just begun uh, working on um, Julia Donaldson translation. So they've done The Smartest Giant, which is Anfahak is Brahas Tir in Irish. And then they also did um, A Squash and a Squeeze, um, which is Mohyachin Gan Chomo Gan Hui in Irish. And they're both translated by Ty McGonagon. And it's fascinating. Because with the picture books, um, they're often not going to be word for word or even really particularly Mm -hmm. similar to the original Mm -hmm. because you need to bring that whimsy with you and you need to bring small children along with that and if you're going to try to do word for word translations they're just not Mm going to work Mm -hmm. Um, so Cade and Gallagher are on Gruffalo 
on Garavon. Uh, ah. So you can get the Gruffalo and I sorry, I don't have children. Yes. Yeah, 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 you can. Oh, so on Goom published it. Um Gabriel Rosenstock did the translation and there's actually a free audiobook version on SoundCloud as well. So if you go to soundcloud.com and look up on Garavon, G A R B H A for the N. It's Gabriel Rosenstock reading it and it is amazing. Oh my god, that's unreal. Yeah. Fair fair play. And, and Gabriel, didn't he translate the Muppets in Irish on T.G. Cahar as well? I don't know. I believe he did. And it's, you know, when you, obviously when you see the Muppets on T.G. Cahar, they translate the, puppet, the Muppets yeah. themselves, but the English language guests, usually from the 70s and early 80s, it's like Debbie Harry or Alice Cooper <laughs> talking to someone. To, and it's, 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 it's like kind of someone's first day at the Pop of Celtic, they're speaking a bit of English and then someone speaks back to them in Irish. Yeah. It's very funny. Amazing. No, Gabriel's work is fantastic. It, it also did uh, The Snail and the Whale with Ungoom, so and Shedida Agusan Mealmoor. Sorry. That's right. This is the sort of thing of when once you hear someone say something in a particular way, if you listen to Gabriel's <laughs> recordings, you will understand why I'm saying it like this. I was gonna say, do, do you do children's readings and and shuffle out? It sounds like it. you got that voice I'm, for it. You I'm should. hoping to. I have to get yeah. guard of that at first. So, oh yeah, okay. then yeah. It, it is part of my long term plan. Absolutely, yeah, that'd be amazing. I think like, there'd be a huge audience for that. Yeah. I think so too. It's been done before, um, uh, and it will be done again. Yeah, um, yeah. Particularly for like parents who are a little bit nervous to read Irish, they want their kids to you know to start learning Irish, but maybe they're a bit nervous to read for themselves. Exactly. So and this something is, like a, a SoundCloud is good, and then this is exactly well. yeah. So if you go on SoundCloud.com and look up Forest Nagelge, F O R I S N A G I I G A E I L G E. Yeah, that was really hard. I should know how to spell <laughs> that. Um, and go to their playlists. They have a bunch of uh, audiobooks for kids, which are audiobook versions of books that have already been published. But you can give an ear to it. It's really they're really great for parents who are not sure about their pronunciation of the stories. Yeah. Uh, who can kind of either listen to it in advance and go, okay, got this. I know how to pronounce this while I'm saying it to my child or they can listen to it together with their we'll kids. We'll stick a link to that in the show notes because yeah, I think a lot of people will be interested in that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's something that I, I would have mentioned when I did the the, um, the Motherfucker account uh, as well. And on photo of the Motherfucker account you set up another Twitter account. Exactly, yeah. So as part of that couple of days that I had in the account I, I started a hashtag Books Oscailge, um and it kind of blew up uh, and I started another account out of that, which is just at books Oscailge. Uh DMs are always open for questions uh, about books or about reading level or about what materials are or aren't available. Um, and I'm consistently getting questions on there that people might not want to throw out into the great wide open on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big part of my job in on Chapel Hour is there's no such thing as a silly question. Um, if you come in, and what Kathleen said rings true. You know, a lot of people will come in and say, I'm sorry, I don't have Irish, but can I still ask you questions? And you absolutely can. There's nowhere to go if you want people to actually speak Irish and engage with the Irish language. If you say, oh, you can't speak it? Get out. Mm-hmm. So we're the opposite of that. We're like, oh, you can't speak it? Great, come to us. Like, come and talk to us about it. I yeah. love, love talking to people who, you know, are just getting into it like Petra. Yep, friend Petra. If you're listening again, Petra, please come along. Before we wrap up, do you have a favourite Irish word? It's very serious. I should have known this question was coming and I didn't. (laughs) Well, you sit there and you think about it. You mulled that over. You can't change your... No, you can't change your answer. Comog. Oh. Okay. Do tell. Yeah, why? Or do you just... It means a lot. So... It obviously means comma, yeah. but go to tonglin.ie and look up comog and look at all the different meanings for it. It's the the dip in the surface of water. 
meniscus. Is that what they're called? No, is that the? No, it's. Yeah, I think that might be. I it. feel like I know that. that but it's it. yeah. <laughs> Junior third science coming back. There's <laughs> uh, not a lot coming back from it, but that came back. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's it's that shape, and also Kamogiacht obviously comes from that too. Oh my god, mind blown! Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's that like crescent it's kind that of shape. shape. Yeah, I wonder. It's like, yeah. We're playing sure. meniscus ball later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's so, a good one. Okay, I, yeah, we'll yeah, let you out yeah. with that one. You can, you can leave now. No, I actually have another one. Do you have a favorite Irish language book? Oh, that's really rough. Or maybe top three. Oh, top three is slightly yeah. easier. I think um, Deneen's dictionary is amazing. Uh, I, I, it's not one you're going to sit and read constantly, but it is a, is a wealth of information. Yep. Um, uh, I would also say Anfara Flesk by Michal okay. Okanina. Yeah. Uh, it's a collection of short stories and it was, um, there's a story in that that was my first introduction to uh, gay character in Irish. It's called Antar or Ahar, maybe. Um, and it's about coming out. And it was, it I blew my I've mind. I think I've read that. Um, I think I have read that actually in college, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I did it in... I, on Farflesk. On Farflesk, yeah. Yeah, yeah a either. really good story. Yeah it's, yeah, it's really powerful. That's the collection. And then yeah. the, the story... Of, the story on, that you're talking about, yeah, Antar. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really powerful. Um, And then, gosh. I think currently, you know what? Nonine is up there. Because I read it and I, there, I, I have a long personal story as to why that book is, is important to me um, that I won't get into. And I, th- I think Nonine is a really great take on friendship and, you know, the dangers of the internet, but also about um, personal journeys and without, you know, ruining the story for anyone. Um, it has a big, big space. Uh, in my heart so I would actually yeah Nonine is definitely in my top three oh, that's lovely that's good okay. to hear yeah. excellent Gwanya thank you so much for joining us today bye Ruby. where can people find Chapelour online first and foremost chapelour.com got our web shop on there um, and a contact page as well if you want to get in touch with us excellent. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram as at on Chapelour uh, we're on Facebook as well as on Chapelour okay so until the next time it is a salon from me. A salon from me. And a salon from me. Catch you then. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. But you didn't know we sang the theme song. So we sang. <laughs> I could have guessed. <laughs>